Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. FM World Four Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. With IFTA nominations announced during the week with herself being nominated for four, including Best Actor and Best Script, we're now joined by Claire Dunn. Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? Good, good. It must be quite exciting when it gets nominated for awards. Yeah, really exciting and I didn't expect so many, so I'm still taking it in. Yeah, so tell us, for anyone who hasn't seen herself, how would you describe it to somebody? It's basically a story of redemption. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a woman who is a single mother with two kids in Dublin. She's just left a quite difficult relationship and a very abusive partner. She's in temporary accommodation and she is inspired by a bedtime story from her child Mm -hmm. who decides to go on a quest to build a house for herself. Um, And then with fortunate circumstances like somebody helping her out with a bit of land and a personal loan, she begins to start a new life and a community forms around her. So it's essentially... She begins it by helping herself and then other people arrive and help her. Um, so it's it's very much set in Dublin, housing crisis at the minute. So it's a, it's a real today's uh, kind of story. And you wrote the screenplay for it, so it's quite personal. Or there's a lot of you in it, I suppose. Yeah, it's the first thing I ever wrote for a screen. And mm. it um, came to me as an idea about five or six years ago and I, I it was just an idea in my head mm. of course at the start because I hadn't written nothing before and then I just spent a couple of years researching the topics involved like domestic violence and the housing crisis in Dublin and um, and how people heal from that kind of thing then I also just um, had to research how to write a screenplay <laughs> and then self-teach myself so it was sort of like I was building a film while Sandra the main character was building a house but it was an amazing experience and by the time it came to uh, the beginning of 2017. I had a, a producers attached and a director attached, and then we developed it for a couple of years before filming. So, and um, it was, yeah, it was a pretty um, personal thing to start on, and um, in terms of just it being a bit of a, a wish and a bit of a fantasy at the start, <laughs> and then I had to believe in it and try and get people interested in it. After a while, once it became some words on page. But there you the go, thing. we got there in the end. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think, as they say, you know, when people are like, oh, I can't write, it's like, just start. And then, you know, once you give it to somebody, you know, it will come to yeah. life. And that's kind of basically what, what happened to it. And it's gotten a great lease of life. Yeah, it's been incredible. I actually believe that most people can tell a story and they are mm. they have to in life at some point tell a story about just down at the shops there. I saw this, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I yeah. think most people could tell a story. Um, and I realised I was mostly just acting on stage. That was the way I was telling stories. And I decided to just tell myself, oh, I'm a storyteller. I'll mm-hmm. just do it this way. And um, and I think that's 
that's sometimes how you have to start out in these things. So I'd say anyone uh, who's thinking about writing, just start, as you say, is the main thing. And then obviously Phil Lloyd was director. What was it like mm-hmm. for her to go, you're going to play Sandra, you're going to do it? <laughs> it was incredible because <laughs> at first... <laughs> yeah. At first, I just wanted to make the film happen. And I knew that it wasn't going to happen with me attached because I hadn't had any screen time before. So I was sending it off to Sean Kersleck and Neve Algar and all sorts of people trying to get them to attach themselves to it. And actually, me and Phyllis had been working in the theatre for a few years together. Mm -hmm. And she said to Ed Guiney and Sharon Horgan, like, I I really only want to do this if Claire can play the lead. And they both went, yeah, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Just simple as that. It was quite simple. It was in in a moment, my whole destiny changed. And I was like, what? (laughs) So um, it it really changed uh, at that point. And um, I'm really grateful to her, though, because I think it's... um, it's it's important for everyone to get a chance at something, I think, when they're in the game long enough. Mm-hmm. So I felt really grateful that I got finally a stab at a big role on screen. And it's really paid off and got me some more work, which is quite handy. It's great, <laughs> that helps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously you you gave all the all, what, five, six years to this character and then you're going to play it. How does that transfer over? How easy or difficult is that? Um, well, at first, I'm not going to lie, it's weird trying to learn off your own lines. You think true, it's going to yeah. be easy, but it's not. <laughs> it's actually not. It's much easier as an actor to be handed lines and you just drum them into your head. Yeah. And you're not questioning where they came from or, oh, is that line good enough? You're just doing your job. Whereas I was like, sometimes, oh, maybe I could actually phrase that better. And then, sure, I'd be ages <laughs> learning my lines at the start. And eventually I realised I had to let go of the writer's reins and, yeah. and just jump in and be Sandra. But the script is only ever, um, I feel like, a spine and actors get to put the flesh, soul and blood into it. So I also had to just, like, become the actress again. It, mm-hmm. it definitely took the first week warming up and then and then I kind of got into it, you know. Yeah, to try and disconnect from that because anything I do, you kind of always want to go back and change it or tweak it or so you the fact that you had to go and then leave it as well it was like oh it was trying to get you know I suppose go against yourself to try and edit what you'd already written that people were very happy with and you're just still going oh I could totally change that still yeah Yeah. I know and actually ironically it was uh, I mostly was questioning how much I gave Sandra to do every night (laughs) I was like she does so much and then I I kept just telling myself anytime I felt sorry for myself or I was just tired from filming I just reminded myself of Sandra and every other single parent in the world that gets up in the morning to six or seven no matter what and uh, does everything they can for their kids and works so hard like I was like I'm such a wimp compared to these people (laughs) so that kept me going you know oh it would it would do absolutely and it was a five-week shoot wasn't it did you find that gave you enough time to to flesh out the character you'd drawn in your head um I don't know I don't know if anyone ever feels like they have enough time in Mm. terms of filming schedules I've never experienced it before but I sometimes think yeah like just jump in with Mm -hmm. with your whole being like for for the five or six weeks that you're shooting and then just have a holiday at the end yeah. which which I badly needed mm-hmm. and I think it's um, it's always going to be intense and you know what the more time you're given the more you'll just use it and do more material you know I think if it had been six weeks or seven weeks I think it still would have been as intense because we would have just tried to get the best out of everything but mm-hmm. um, I think five weeks was okay I felt like I was shedding her day by day and actually that was kind of nice as well because yeah. then I could let her go 
at the end of it. That sounds a bit uh, esoteric, but you know what I mean? No, it I've makes been perfect kind of sense. Writing there for yeah. Years. yeah. And then it was like near the end, I was like, I had to say goodbye to her. And, and that was actually hard, I think, at first. And then uh, and then once, we, once I saw things in the edit suite and got to see the film in the cinema, I was like, oh, it's okay, Sandra lives on now in this DVD. A little bit like journaling where you kind of get the memory and you write it down and then it's kind of moved along. Now it's in the past kind of thing. It's kind of like, as yeah, you say, it's shedding her as you go. Process. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it's uh I'm really glad I did it and I definitely think it was um the first like it's I feel like I look back at my life and go, I'm really glad I did that mm-hmm. and that would be the the main thing I would go, really glad I did that and I could have retired after it and been been happy. And I must ask you about the soundtrack. How much input had you got into the soundtrack for it? It was funny because the only thing that I ever wrote in the script at first was probably uh chandelier by Sia and mm-hmm. I was like just I, I don't know why but that song and the spirit of that song and how in that video she and that like little girl it was kind of that thing about mothers and daughters are wanting to pass on something better to the next generation and just the spirit of it kind of mm-hmm. bursting with I'm going to live as much as I can inside of this situation that I'm in or this day or this moment uh, just that will to just like live and seize the moment despite all odds. I just thought that spirit of that song had to be in the film. And so that was the only one I ever wrote into it in the beginning. Um, in earlier drafts, I certainly chucked in the odd tune, but it was only um, me kind of going, oh, something like this, you know, yeah. but that song was very important. And then actually what happened was in the editing, when they were editing and I was off traveling around Bali and oh, I don't know, all sorts of places <laughs> after it, I, um, I got asked to create in my mind just like a fun like playlist of things that Sandra would hear on the radio mm-hmm. and things that she'd um, have on in the car or is there any tunes that she'd listen to just to get through the day. And I just kind of went on a bit of a whirlwind then just like sending back things. And I remember wanting to send back a lot of names of like Dublin artists and stuff as well mm-hmm. because I felt like it's a really Dublin film and then the other song that I really just said to them like oh if we could ask Lyra for Mother it is mm-hmm. the most amazing tune in the world I think she's just such an incredible, incredible. artist and like, I just think she's a, a pop star waiting to be discovered by everybody <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just think that song was just perfect for the end of our film the piano version but um, yeah. Apart from that, it was sort of Philida and the editors and the team. Like, everybody kind of had their brains on it. They just wanted it to feel like an experience, like that when you go into the cinema, you're not just going in to watch an indie film where a woman is, um, you know, building her own house in Dublin and it's quite plodding along. Mm-hmm. No, we're giving you an experience, an emotionally and thrilling ride. Like, most people say it feels like a thriller, actually, this film. And I think... Like, that's what's surprising about it. And people come out going, whoa, that song really got me going, you know, and that moment and this moment. And that's what we want. We don't want it to just be something that, like, um, is just something that you'll come out and go, oh, yeah, that was grand. It's like, no, we want it to be an experience. And I really hope people get that when they go to see it, especially after so long out of cinemas. I know. (laughs) We're all just delighted. We'll fully immerse people in the whole story and... absolutely yeah yeah. in the cinema it's going to be amazing so we get to see it in Ireland from the 10th of September that's right yeah yeah brilliant and then hopefully it will go up on streaming at some point as well but do go see it in the cinema I think it's the only way to see these kind of movies absolutely thank you so much for having me on Claire thank you so much for chatting
And best of luck with the IFTAs, because obviously the IFTAs are happening on the 4th of July as well. So best of luck. Thank you. Thank you so much. FM World 4, Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.